0: Hey, what's up? Hello, and welcome to the Me and My Friends podcast—the show highlighting the unfiltered success, failures, stories, and embarrassing moments behind some of the most inspiring people that I know. If you're looking for health and lifestyle tips, encouragement, and laughs, then you've pressed play on the right podcast. I'm your host, Emmy Lou, and I can't wait to introduce you to my friends. You're gonna love them. I know I do. Hey everybody, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, and welcome back to another episode. This is a really exciting time to be recording because I'm actually in Michigan. I brought my podcast gear home with me and I'm actually recording this episode in my hometown. So I'm really, really excited. It's just kind of cool to be able to take something that seems like normal and exciting that I'm doing in Nashville every day and then be able to pack it up and bring it to my hometown and do it at my parents' house too. So I'm really happy to be here. I'm so glad I was able to come home for Christmas. I didn't get to go home for Thanksgiving. If you've been listening for the past couple of episodes, you probably heard back to Thanksgiving's mini when I talked about not being able to go home and celebrate that holiday with my family. So I'm so happy to be here and I hope you all had an amazing holiday yesterday or holiday season if you're celebrating other holidays. We actually drove back from Nashville on Saturday night and stayed in Detroit or near Detroit. We went out with friends downtown Detroit, which was so much fun. It was so good to see people I haven't seen in years. So that was great. And then I spent a couple days in Grand Rapids and now I am in Port Huron for just a few more days before we head back to Nashville. So, Michigan, it is so good to be home. One of the hardest parts I think about actually traveling home is trying to find time to fit everybody in. I want to see so many people and catch up because uh, I don't get to come home that often. And usually when I do, it's just mass chaos, like celebrating holidays or family events, also trying to see friends. People are spread out across the state. So hopefully I'll get to everybody before I head home. It's always so heartwarming to see everyone and to catch up in person rather than just you know, behind the screen on social media. I find that I feel like I know what's going on in all my friends' lives back home in Michigan and my friends across the country, but then when you actually sit down and have coffee with them or go to their house and sit down with their family, it just is a different feeling of connection. So I hope that all of you are getting to do that and spend some time during this holiday season. If you've traveled home or maybe people have traveled to you, that one-on-one connection away from the screen is so, so incredible. I would say this year, the main thing that I really did consistently was travel. I think I managed to make it to 18 different states and then finally made it to Mexico and the Bahamas, but previous to this past year, I have traveled the few years leading up to this. But growing up, I was not really big into travel. My family, of course, we went to see my cousins. We would go visit family members. We were lucky enough to have family in Colorado, Georgia, Maryland, spread out across the country. So... Growing up, we would take trips to visit family, and that was great because we got to strengthen bonds, hang out with our cousins, um, have really good, solid family time. We didn't do a ton of travel just to go explore and see new things if there wasn't family there or along the way. So that's something that the past couple of years has just held this special spot in my heart where I wanted to start traveling more and exploring the country and then now hopefully branching out in 2020 to going abroad and exploring new places. But truthfully, until this year, I'd never been outside of the United States other than Canada. I grew up in Michigan. So We were right there on the border it was very easy to get over to canada but nowhere else until this year so i like i said i went to mexico the bahamas uh we did a two-week cross-country road trip i did vegas a couple times for work for my friend's birthday Um, We drove to Texas. We drove to Chicago. So many amazing travel opportunities this year. So, I wanted to put together a really quick mini sub this week, just going over some things that helped me travel efficiently and affordably this year. I am someone, if you know me, you probably know, when my mind is set on something or somewhere or someone, I'm going to pursue it. And you know, that's a blessing and a curse sometimes, but when it comes to travel, if there's something that I want to do, I'm going to make it happen. So I've learned a lot of loopholes when it comes to travel over the past year of just ways to make it efficient and affordable, but also fun. And I never want to feel like I'm skipping out on anything. If I'm in a city and I want to explore, I'm going to find a way to make it happen, or I'm going to find a way to get there. So I've learned a lot and I just wanted to share some of the tips that have worked really well for me. And I'm sure you all have different tips and experiences of your own and I would love to know what those are so if you're listening and you're thinking of other things that have worked for you feel free to send me a message on Instagram send me an email I love compiling more tips especially as I head into a new year and there will be a lot more travel happening we're just going to go ahead and dive in I think I've got five tips here for you of ways that I was able to save money while I was traveling and probably some bonus tips as well because I just keep thinking of things as I go but the first one, and probably the one that saves the most money, is to be really flexible with your dates and your destinations of where you want to travel. So what I've been doing is compiling a list and just saving it in the notes section of my phone of cities that I want to visit. And then whenever I'm in conversation with someone and they tell me a great story about a place that they've been or a good experience they had, I will save it in that note section. So for example, I have a few friends that live out in Colorado and they had really good time visiting visiting Denver not too long ago and they were telling me about all these different bars and restaurants and uh, workout places and cool experiences, good hikes that they were doing. So I wrote them all down in my phone and next time I go to Denver, I have a list of things that I know my friends loved and they know me and if they recommended them, they know that I'm going to love them as well. So just having a list of places that you want to travel in your phone makes it easy when you do figure out that you have a couple days off or you have a little bit of flexibility in your schedule, it just makes it so much easier to be able to go look up a cheap flight or find a quick, easy road trip if you've got different destinations in mind. So I have this list and what I do is when I do find that I have a little flexibility or I'm really craving a destination, I will go on, there's an app called Hopper and there's also a website called Skyscanner. I'm sure there are others, but these two are the ones I've been using this year. And basically what you do, what I do for Skyscanner is I'll type in where I'll be flying out of, and where I want to fly into, and then you can browse every month and every week and find the absolute cheapest flights. So rather than me just feeling like I want to go to Denver this weekend and it's going to cost me $600 in flights because I didn't plan accordingly and plan ahead, I can look and say, oh, it looks like this, for example, first weekend in March is only $150. So I'm saving myself money by waiting a little while to travel when it's cheaper. This works for flights overseas as well, which is what we've been looking at for next year. So you can just look and type in, you wanna go to Italy, perfect. Type in um, Nashville to Italy is what I would type in for the destination. And then it'll show you an option to choose cheapest month and you can look up flights for the cheapest month. So if you do have the blessing of being more flexible with your schedule, definitely look into being flexible with your travel dates and your travel destinations. If you're able to just kind of Play around with some of the dates. You'll be able to save yourself so much money. Honestly, hundreds of dollars if you do this efficiently. Another tip if you're flying is to book six weeks out. That's always, for me, seems to be the sweet spot right before prices really go up for flights. So with Hopper, you can set different alarms where it'll remind you and it'll show you when prices are about to rise. So it'll remind you to buy your ticket. Um, But I just like to write things down in my planner and remind myself to book flights about six weeks out. So next big tip that also probably saves me the most money is the accommodations. Where am I going to be sleeping? Now I'm a pretty low maintenance traveler. As long as it's got a comfy bed and it's safe, I'm I'm cool kind of staying wherever. Um, This past year, if you've been following my journey on Instagram at all, you may have seen the two-week road trip I did earlier this year with Bailey, my roommate, and we absolutely fell in love with using Hotwire and Hotel Tonight on that trip. So if you're not familiar with either of those, They're both apps and websites, but basically it can save you up to 60% off on a night if you're just booking it really quick on the go. So we would be on our cross-country road trip traveling to a new city, and when we were like six or seven hours out, we would look up really affordable rates for hotels on HotWire. And we would find something, and the, the catch with HotWire, the way that we were using it was... It'll tell you the rough idea of where you're going to be staying. So you can choose neighborhoods. You can get a feel for the exact location on the map, but it doesn't tell you the name of the hotel, which sounds kind of sketchy. But the reason that we felt safe using it, other than good reviews from friends, was also because you will get an idea. It'll tell you the two options, and it's definitely going to be one of those two. So for example, it might say... um, $50 a night, you're either going to get the Hilton or Holiday Inn. This is the location. You can read the reviews. You can make sure that it looks like a safe area. And once you purchase, it'll tell you the address and exactly where you're staying. So we did that so many times this year. It's honestly saved us hundreds, if not thousands of dollars with the amount of travel that we've done. And we always felt safe because we looked at the reviews. We always made sure that one of those or both of those two options that we would potentially be getting were safe and we felt comfortable staying at them. So honestly, it just made so much more sense for us to travel that way and save money rather than just going somewhere that we knew was going to be a good experience or quote unquote look good on Instagram. We definitely got lucky. We We always joke that we um, judge our proximity to safety based on how close there is a Starbucks or like a Whole Foods to where we're staying, but honestly, it was true, so that's kind of another like LOL joking tip, but definitely something we kind of live by. It's like, okay, if we're close to a Starbucks or close to a Whole Foods, we're probably okay staying here for the night. So luckily on that app, it will give you the general idea of where the hotel is, and if you really want to be sure that you're safe. You can always, of course, call the hotel, read the reviews, um, but just see what type of businesses are around it. It doesn't have to be a Whole Foods or a Starbucks, but generally those are in safer locations from what we've been able to find. Third tip is free. What is free? What's going on in the city or the area that you are trying to explore? honestly, hiking and being outdoors and just walking around the city is entertaining enough for me. I love just going and exploring and people watching. And uh, the hikes are usually beautiful, just being in different parts of the country and being able to see what life is like outside of Nashville or outside of Michigan or my own comfort zone. So I love doing that. But If you just Google the city that you're going to and free activities, a lot of times museums are free. There's a lot of really cool cultural activities. So just check out what's free, what's going on and different ways that you can explore the city without feeling like you have to spend hundreds of dollars to entertain yourself while you're there. The fourth tip is all about the food experience. I'm a total foodie and I absolutely love going to new cities to check out all the different restaurants and the cocktail bars and different things like that. However, that can get pricey, especially if you're going to cities like New York or LA, but they have so many options and I always wanna check out all of them. So if I'm traveling solo, I like to space things out and just try to go for like one appetizer per place so I can go more places rather than going one spot for a big meal and then kind of feeling like I'm too full to enjoy anything else. So I'll just get a bite here, a bite there, grab a cocktail at one bar, go to the next bar. If you're with friends, you can also split appetizers and split meals or share a drink. Or if there's two things on the menu that you want to try, you can split them with each other or split them with a group and then continue on and be able to explore more places. obviously also saves you money if you're getting appetizers rather than large entrees. But that has been one of the most fun ways for me to really explore a city. I like to pretend that I'm a local and just go to all the fun hotspots as if I was living there. And I'm honestly never disappointed. Another good way to do this is to look up the happy hours for some of the top restaurants that you might want to be trying out. So I know Nashville, for example, has a website called Nashville Guru, and there's a happy hour tab that has every happy hour listed in the city and different drink specials, different appetizers, and a lot of cities have those if you just look them up. I feel like I Google pretty much everything in my life, but this has truly been such a help when you're exploring new cities and it can help you decide where to go. So. If you've got two or three places in mind, but you're not sure which one to go to and one of them has a happy hour, I always default to going to the happy hour first and then I'll ask the bartender where their favorite spots are and try to really, again, dig into feeling like a local and figuring out where else other people are going that also live in that city. My fifth tip has to do with fashion and outfits. So when I used to pack for vacations and trips, I would just throw a bunch of my favorite things in a suitcase and hope that something worked out. And that honestly was always a fail. I would get to the destination and feel like I had nothing to wear. So now what I like to do, there's a couple things. The first thing is to pack all of my basic staples first and then start to pack outfits on top of that. So I'll pack, obviously like... A couple workout things, um, bras, underwear, socks, like the basics. And then I'll pull things from my closet that I know I would want to wear on that trip. And that just makes it so much easier because you've got everything laid out in front of you. So when you get to your destination, you already have your outfits planned. You know what you're going to be wearing. And I always try to pick pieces that can mix and match and go with each other. So you have multiple outfits, but you don't have to pack quite as many pieces of clothing. Another really great option is to rent your travel wardrobe. So I use a service called Float There. You can actually look them up. They're on Instagram. They have a website. I've been using them all year. And they're great because you can pick out your travel wardrobe. They send it to your destination. So it meets you when you get there. You get to just wear the clothes. And then you send them back or just leave them um, at FedEx or or at your hotel And then you just fly home. So you don't have to pack as much. You don't have to do as much laundry. You don't have to buy as many new travel outfits. If that's something that you like to do and you're going to a new city, you have certain ideas of what you want to wear. You can rent the clothes and ship them back before you even go home. It makes life so much more convenient for travel. So Float There is a great option. I don't know of any other companies that do that, actually. So definitely check out Float There if you're into that. And then a final... Quick tip as well for fashion is to pack one or two pieces for unexpected weather or events. I cannot tell you how many times I assume it's going to be warm where I'm going and I don't bring jeans or I don't bring a sweater and I end up having to buy them because it's cold at night or it just ends up being a colder, rainy day. So always pack one or two things just so you are prepared so you don't have to spend money when you're there on clothes that you already have at home. Same thing goes for like a fancier event. Every time I travel somewhere, I try to bring at least one dress or something that could be dressed up a little bit in case you never know what you're going to run into or what you're going to experience when you're there. It's just better to be safe than sorry. If you have the room, definitely always pack at least one option for a little bit more of a dressy affair. And then two quick bonus tips. Number one, this one really doesn't have anything to do with saving money, but more so just saving your sanity, at least saving mine, is doing your best to maintain your staple routine. So if you're used to exercising in the morning, drinking a lot of water, taking supplements, washing your face before bed or in the morning, don't just skip out on those things because you're on vacation. Vacation should be a place where you can get some restoration, maybe rejuvenation, but you don't need to just throw everything out the window because you're in a new city. And I say that because that's something that I used to do years ago. I would go on a trip. I would eat foods that I never eat, which is fine in moderation, but I would just go crazy. I had no control. I was just like, okay, well, I'm on this trip, so I'm going to eat boatloads of chicken tenders and fries and not wash my face for a week because I'm on vacation. Who cares? Who cares? Well, I'll tell you, I cared when I got home and I felt absolutely horrible and it's so much harder to jump back into your routine after you give yourself a week off or however long you're gone. So if you have a routine that makes you feel good and you're doing it daily while you're at home living your day-to-day life, don't just skip out on that because you're going on vacation. Of course, give yourself some grace, give yourself some leniency, enjoy foods that you don't typically eat, but you don't have to go all out and eat them for every single meal. My last bonus tip is to find someone to travel with you that is similar to you in your current lifestyle. Someone that enjoys the same things as you do, that kind of lives the same way that you do or has the same expectations. That can make or break a trip and seriously make the biggest difference on how much fun you're having, how carefree the trip is, how much you want to get done or accomplished. If you are a huge planner and you have to have every minute of your trip planned out, Right down to the minute, you're probably not going to travel well with me because I like to be spontaneous. I definitely like to plan out a couple different things like morning, noon, and night, have an idea of where I'm going and just fill in the extra space with whatever ends up coming up in the day. Some people don't travel like that and that's okay. But just find somebody who either travels like you do or if you find yourself in a situation where you will be traveling with someone who lives a completely different lifestyle, someone who's really high maintenance or someone who's really low maintenance, anything the opposite of you, it's very very important to have a conversation before you go on the trip with your expectations of each other. Honestly, I've seen, it hasn't personally happened to me, but I've been on trips with big groups of friends and just seen ridiculous things happen people getting upset because their expectations were cut short maybe somebody wanted to go take a nap midday and rest while the other person wanted to go shopping all day and just because there isn't a conversation it ends up creating tension and awkwardness and sometimes a fight so long story short you can combat all of that by just having a conversation before the trip setting the expectations and just being carefree One person that actually did this really well this year, I was on a trip with uh, my friend Julie. She turned 30 and we went to Las Vegas. It was a group of girls all close with Julie. I'd actually never met most of them before. But on day one, Julie was great. She just set the tone and she was like, listen, guys, I don't care what anybody does. We're all here just to have fun and you do you. Like, this is what I'm going to be doing and I want to hang out with everybody, but there's going to be no hard feelings if someone doesn't want to go to dinner that somewhere we're going or someone needs to go and rest and take a nap while the rest of us want to go to the pool. It doesn't matter. And it was just like a very simple way that she said it in the beginning and it was like very lighthearted and carefree and it was actually really nice to hear that from the person who invited everyone so that way it just set the tone right off the bat that this was going to be a relaxing carefree weekend so if you're going on trips this year whether it's bachelorette parties or just a trip with a friend set the tone in the beginning, make it lighthearted, make it fun, make it carefree, make sure you know what your expectations are. And if you have them, make sure that they're voiced. It's going to make the rest of the trip so much easier. So it's almost 2020. We're days away from a brand new year, which means a lot of us are setting goals for our careers and our accomplishments and what we want to do with the new year and the new decade. And I think that's very, very important. But I've been thinking, I've been listening to podcasts, I've been talking with friends, and I think that more important than just setting goals is asking yourself a few questions before you do that. So here's three questions that I encourage you to ask yourself before goal setting this year. Number one is how do you want to serve? How do you want to serve other people, your family, your community? How do you want to show up in service to others? The second question is what experiences would you like to have this year? Who would you like to be with while you're having them? Where would you like them to be? What experiences are you looking forward to creating for yourself this year? And then number three is what emotions would you like to have more of this year? So just thinking about those three questions before you dive into the specific goal setting of how much money you wanna make, where you wanna be working, Whatever the heck your other goals are, I think that if you get to the core of service, experiences, and emotions, and then you start setting your expectations for your other goals, that will help you marry those two together and make sure that you're truly on the right path to being happy and feeling fulfilled. I think at the end of the day, that's something that we all want to feel and experience. And a lot of times we can get so wrapped up in goal setting on materialistic items and expectations. But if you start to think about experiences, emotions, and service first, it'll allow you to really guide yourself on the right path to making sure that your other goals for career, finances, or anything else are in alignment with those emotions and the things that you really truly want to do or feel called to do. So I just encourage you to ask yourself those three questions before we're heading into this new year. You're setting the tone for a nice fresh start, a new chapter. So ask yourself those questions before you dive in. As we close out this month, I do want to take a quick second to thank More Chances and their incredible charity for everything that they're doing to just provide hope and relief to people that are in need. So more chances. Thank you so much for everything that you're doing. We are so grateful that we've been able to partner with you. And uh, as listeners, you've all been able to help with donations by sharing this podcast on Instagram, and tagging your friends, by placing reviews here on the podcast. So thank you guys so much for being able to do that. So I'm excited to continue that out for the next couple of days and introduce our new charity of the month in January. I hope you have an amazing rest of the holiday season. I have been loving this time home, but I am so ready to go back to Nashville and start sober January. If you are doing any sort of challenge for yourself in January for the first 30 days of the new year, I would love to cheer you on and support you. So tag me on Instagram, send me an email, send me a direct message. I would love to know how I can support you moving forward and your goals and what you're working towards in the new year. Have an amazing rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for hanging out with us on this episode of Me and My Friends. Hey, if you like freebies, head on over to my website, meandmyfriendspodcast.com for free monthly downloads. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you tune in so you never miss a freebie or an episode. If you screenshot, make sure to share with your friends and tag me at hey Lou on Instagram. And if you feel called to do so, leave a five-star review if you like what you hear. I'm so grateful for all of you and I can't wait to talk to you soon.